Yes, sir. You already know what time it is. Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 41. I used to run the block, now I'm corporate. Hopping out, you know it's sun when the doors lift. Whole squad, hot the burners. Flow only getting tougher. She begging me to cuff her. Sweet cake, waffles with raspberry butter. Wear a mink at the roller rink, middle of the summer. If I can't get it done, I got soldiers with me to cover. Queens get the money, we only stacking it up with. Damn, son, where'd you find this? She on demon time, I get her a timepiece. Niggas not lit, not like me. Can't get nothing by me, my mind in 2090. A by pricey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 41 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. Dubron James, back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate the love and the support that I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. And thank you to all the people out here who are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, always, always have to start the shows with the thank yous. The thank yous are very, 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 very important. And we're going to have a great, great, great show today, man. I'm in a great mood, fantastic mood. Um, still in the, <laughs> I'm still in the post-election euphoria. I'm just so happy that Trump is out of here. And uh, man, I know the next few runs of shows is gonna be it's gonna be great, man. It's just gonna be great. I got a lot of good shit coming up. I got a lot of good shit to talk about. So I'm excited and uh I'm ready to go. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was spicy by Nas, featuring Fabio Foreign and ASAP Ferg off of the album king's disease and shout out to Nas, man Nas is still out here Nas is still out here making quality quality music um if you guys haven't heard his last two albums the lost tapes 2 and now king's disease he's still got it he's still got it like he is still a top tier lyricist still a amazing wordsmith and i really like this song like spicy because it's like Nas transitioning his way into the newer sounding of hip-hop without being like i guess thirsty for it like you know like some certain older generation people obviously want to stay hip want to stay current with the new sound but you can tell like sometimes when it's just like eh, you trying too hard like this is not good like you know what i'm saying 
Nas, at least and with this song, Spicy, and with a few others on King's Disease, he did a really good job of still being Nas, but making more current hip-hop. So um, shout out to Nas, man. Definitely a legend and a very versatile. You can see, uh, you can see he's very versatile, very versatile artist. So um, wanted to show him a little bit of love today on the pod. So shout out to my guy Nas and shout out to Fabio and shout out to ASAP Ferg as well. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, maybe it's your first time listening to the show. Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, that people may have never heard before just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is the University Neighborhood Housing Program, or UNHP, is an organization dedicated to creating, preserving, and improving affordable housing in addition to bringing needed resources to the Northwest Bronx. UNHP achieves its mission by issuing low interest loans and also providing technical assistance to community leaders, neighborhood groups, and affordable housing managers by organizing around and researching the issues that impact housing affordability and attracting resources to the community. In addition, The UNHP Northwest Bronx Resource Center serves the community with resources for financial education, foreclosure prevention, free tax preparation, access to benefits and health insurance, and eviction prevention assistance. For more information on this organization, you can visit unhp.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode Number 41. Yes! Yes! Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, so we are getting right to the shits. We have a very, very, very special guest. This is a very special guest because I had to travel all the way from the Bronx, New York to Queens to to get this interview, to secure this interview so you know we're going to have a good one today. We have a special guest, Brianna Russell, the creator and the CEO of Nailed by Brie. Brianna, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, you're very out of the way. This cab ride was, it, it's, uh, you are definitely out of the way. You're not on like Jamaica or something where it's easy to get to. But none of that matters because I am here now and... Thank God for Uber. I will say that. Thank God for Uber. So tell the good people, where are some of the places that people can reach you? Guys don't know. Brianna is a manic. Let let them know. Brianna is a nail tech based out of Queens. Um, So let the people know where they can reach you. Okay, you guys can find me on Instagram at underscore nailed by Brie underscore. And that's nailed with an E-D at the end. Okay. And how are you doing with all the, with all the twenty twenty ness, with everything going on? How's it going for you over here? Um, pretty good actually, cause I know 
you know, COVID and everything happening, it's been like a blessing and a curse. And in my particular situation, it's been very good because I got a chance to start my business. Very good. And that that's great. That leads me right into my first question. So what inspired you to start your business, to start your creation or your movement? Well, I've always been into nails, like ever since I was younger, I would like try and sneak and put on press on nails or in high school, I like was known for always having my nails done like constantly. So I've always been interested in nails and I've always wanted to own my own business because I come from an entrepreneur. So it's kind of just like in me to do nails, to have my own business. So I think what really inspired me was i seen um a nail tech that i follow even now today and she the way she lives her life like she showed a lot of um her day-to-day on her like stories and stuff and i liked the freedom that she had to do the kind of nails she wanted to do also being able to like travel and go do nails other places and she's just making her own money and i was like i want to do that so i took my first nail class and it's just been going from there that's great that's great a lot of the times you get like you see the people that you really like doing shit living a good life and you're like nah i want a piece of that all right so um so i want to know um what are some shortcomings or some pitfalls to try and overcome with beginning any new venture so obviously something like a podcast all right you got to have a laptop you got to have some audio equipment. You have to have a mic, right? So certain people may not want to ha- or have the money to purchase the shit off the rip. So for you doing something completely different than a podcast, what are some things that you would give as advice to a, a person who wanted to start their own their own entrepreneur business? Well, specifically to nails, I would just definitely advise you to have all your products together because um, some of the mistakes that I've made in the beginning is like over buying certain products because I think that it's going to sell out really fast. So I try and get as much of it as possible and then I end up having too much or under like what's the word? Um, under purchasing? Yeah, probably that where I don't get enough of something and I've had to actually reschedule people just because I didn't have enough to use that day so definitely have your product list in order and really do the math of how much you need okay that's good that's good got to be prepared so um i don't know if i actually is how long have you been doing nails on a quote-unquote professional level a year one year okay and in that year it's better you've found to work independently than to work in a shop yes i love it um Working in a nail salon is good, though, I feel like for a beginner nail tech, because um, I've only worked at two other nail salons previously, and it was very beneficial because I was fortunately enough around a lot of supportive people. So everyone in the nail salon knew I was a beginner and gave me a lot of tips, let me watch them and learn from them. So if you are trying to get into nails or beginner nail tech, I wouldn't I'm not trying to knock being an independent nail tech first. You can do that if you feel comfortable. But if not, I think a nail salon is a good way to get practice. That's good. That's good. So other than, you know, purchasing what is needed, right? Figuring out how to purchase, figuring out how to master the craft. um, What advice would you give to any young person? Not maybe not just nails, but just any person younger than you who wanted to start their own business or creation? 
what would you say is something that is great advice to give to a person who's coming up doing wanted to do their own thing what is just one great piece of advice that you can give to them and say hey follow this or this is something that i tried and it worked out for me um just to do it like to keep doing it because that's something they would tell me in the nail salon too when you're doing nails even though we're speaking generally when it comes to nails everyone would be like don't give up like i know it's hard but don't give up because it's a lot of trial and error it's not impossible to learn how to do nails but it is definitely uh a lot of practice so if you're trying to start a new business don't get discouraged by the little like bumps in the road that you're gonna experience it's gonna happen that's the only way you like learn and get better in your craft so do not be discouraged by you know any mistakes that you might make that's great advice that's that works that works with potting too because this is an hour show but it takes still now it still take six hours to figure to get through the whole thing um so what keeps you motivated in this space right so for me it's just like i get messages from everybody like i've had messages from people from texas from florida from from washington canada oh man, I just came across your show randomly. This is great. Are you doing a great job? Like, you know, I know you're a beginner as well, but you know, you, from what I hear so far, like you're doing great. So that's like, that's just like a boost. Like every time I get one of those messages, even if someone says they'll take the time and send me a message, you suck. This is the worst thing I've ever heard, but I know at least you press play. Right. So it's like, what keeps me motivated is the community of people but people actually like wanted to listen to what I have to say. Like that keeps me motivated. So for you, obviously, Nell's different from a podcast. What keeps you motivated in this space? Um, it sounds a little cliche, but definitely God. Because he's like the reason that I've been able to do all this. Truly, like I manifested everything that I'm doing right now, which is crazy. And I was... I've been, or I started this nail journey, I guess, like two years ago, but I've been professionally doing it for one year. And I didn't think I would be in this position this fast. So I definitely got to give thanks to God. <laughs> there's no, hey, there's nothing to be embarrassed with giving thanks to God. Yeah. God's a man. Yeah, he definitely did. At each time that I think, like, I'm not going to be able to do it, he just, like, throws something really good at me like stop doubting yourself like like i put you in this position because you could do it so definitely him and the fact that i have a certain lifestyle that i want to live that this could help me get to that point so hey there's nothing wrong we here at the bronx bars podcast we support loving god that's one thing you're not gonna you're not gonna hear nothing out of me when it comes for that god definitely because when i started this pod i was still working my nine to five and I started in February. I was working in my nine to five to March. And I was thinking to myself, I said, I can't really be the best potter if I'm working. Like if I have something taking up my time 40 hours of the week, I can't be a good potter. And then lo and behold, guess what happened? COVID. Right. So then I'm like, I'm looking, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, is this God? Like, even if I was still working, I'll be working from home. I'll have more time to, you know, focus on this but the way that it happened with my former employer like 
the way they made it such it was like I had no choice but to leave. And I was like, but I'm not leaving to nothing. I'm leaving. I got this. So it's like the only person who could have made all of that possible. He has a plan. Like he always has a plan. And it just it works out exactly how it's supposed to because it was kind of the same thing. I was working at my nail salon and I was fine there, even though like slowly I was planning on how I was going to become an independent nail tech. But it just happened like it was almost like I was like, don't even worry about it. I got it. Watch what I'm about to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's great. Like that people out there. God is your friend. Okay, anything that you want to do, you put trust in him. You make the right moves. It'll happen for you. That's that's. 100 percent. that's advice no matter what you are gonna do whether if you are entrepreneur podcast nails whatever anything that you want to do you put your faith up there with the big man and you do the right things you make positive moves it's gonna work out for you that's just no matter what you decide to do um the next thing i want to know is how can we leave a path for the future generation of creators so people ask me they say you know denzel you do a pod but beyond the pod, you know, what do you want to do? And I had to think about it and I'd say, well, you know, obviously I would want to use my pod to gain financial status and what have you, but also I want to like start things and I want to start programs and help other people who may be interested in media or interested in these fields, entrepreneurial fields. And I'm thinking about when I went to high school and I went to middle school, there was no even like av program there was no av club there was exactly because like there was no like access to it it was like you go to school you do math you do english history and you go to gym you eat lunch Mm -hmm. and that's it like there was no um real after school or extracurricular activities for kids to like man you know what i'm really not good at math but i can write some poetry there was no poetry club there was no you know things like that where people can find their other interests or their other uh, passions. So for me, if the Bronx Bias podcast gets to a place where it's like popping, the first thing I want to do is create something, a center or... You gotta say when. You have to like put it out there that it will get there. You're right. You know what? You're 100% right. When the Bronx Bias podcast becomes the biggest shit in the world, I want to like open up centers, non-for-profit organizations just to help the people, to help the kids have things there for them, computers, so they can like figure out what they want to do, figure out what their, you know, passion is beyond just the schoolwork. So, you know, I'm off, but like for me to leave a path for the future generation, I feel like it's just, you have to help create opportunities for them, right? You have to help like usher them in with something And if this is what I'm excellent at, a podcast or having some kind of media, then I obviously would want to spread it out to anybody who would who has interest in that. So maybe they could, you know, okay, maybe I don't have to work construction. Maybe I could do my own podcast or maybe I don't have to work be an accountant. You know, I could be I could have my own radio show or whatever. You know, that is like for me, like I just want to make opportunities for other people especially young people yeah that's why i like podcasts i've gotten into them a lot recently i think it's really good because it gives everybody like a an outlet and a voice because we got to have these you know conversations no matter what they're about just for progression in society i feel like so so how would you then if you had you know 
or when you have, let me speak it into existence, when you have, you know, this seven figure bank account, eight figure, nine figure bank account, how would you say that is a great way to leave a path for the future generation? Like what I would want to do, what I would want to contribute to society. It could be either what you want to contribute or just an idea to, you know, help out the future generation. It could be personal. Or it could just be general. Um, Personally, I definitely want to somehow help create some kind of program for um, kids in maybe even middle school to high school about um, sexual education because I feel like the schools don't do a good enough job of that. Um, like in my personal experience, the friends that I was around, they just did not know enough. And I'm one of those people, I'm very like scared <laughs> to do certain things. So I have to like do my research before I get involved in anything and make sure I'm knowledgeable of certain things. Whereas I was around people that weren't like that. So they were just kind of out there and active kind of um possibly putting themselves at risk for certain things and i feel like if the conversation was had you know before they had a chance to get active they could have saved themselves from certain situations so definitely need a more intricate type of classes so people really know how to protect themselves because the whole i'll oh, just use a condom thing it's not enough information so my high school didn't even have sexual education see that's didn't the even have it like so for sure and one thing i'm grateful for of course i don't want to for all the parents out there please i'm not trying to offend you but like the freedom of not having to worry about a young mouth to feed has allowed me to fully immerse myself in the pot i don't know how i'd be able to do that if i was if i had a little you know a little tail attached to me so that's definitely a blessing like be smart out there you know children are beautiful they're a blessing but be smart out there for sure for sure all right so you guys can follow me and hit me up on instagram and twitter at rogers neighborhood instagram is r-o-d-g-e-r-s neighborhood n-e-i-g-h-b-o-r h-o-o-d and twitter is rogers neighborhood r-o-d-g-e-r-s neighborhood N-G-H-B-R-H-D. So, Bree, if you did not know, every show I do questions and answers from the listeners. So what I've done is I've compiled some here from the listeners and we got we could answer some of them together. Um, so the listeners of the show, like sometimes they ask questions where I can only do one per episode. Some usually it's like, oh, you know, what's your favorite color or what's your favorite shoe? Sometimes they ask you something, you're like, man, I got really gotta think about it. So we're going to try and answer some of the questions from the listeners here that I have. So the first one, it says, and I already know my answer to this one. What do you wish that people would stop asking you? Um, definitely how I function with my nails because mine are extra long. They are. They're, they're long, y'all. They long. Maybe to some people, extra, extra long. But um, I'm fine. I know how to function. Because the way people ask me questions or treat me as if I'm, like, handicapped, I know how to function. I can cook. I can clean. I do other people's nails with these nails. I'm fine. Okay. Mine is, obviously, my name is Denzel. Mm -hmm. What What do you think of at, when you think of Denzel? Washington. 
Exactly. So if I meet somebody for the first time, hey, how you doing? I'm Denzel. Nice to meet you. Denzel, like Washington? I've heard it every day since I was like five years old. And if I knew Denzel Washington, do you think that I would be here in the Bronx at the local bodega or at the, the supermarket talking to you? I would be somewhere in L.A., Calabasas, living my best life. No, I do not know Denzel Washington. And yes, I was named after him. Really? Your mom said she named you after him. Yes. I wasn't expecting that. I know a few people named Denzel, so maybe that's why I didn't think people would ask you that. But that's funny that she named you. She named me after Denzel Washington, yes. Um, her, fav- her favorite movies, Mo' Better Blues, Malcolm X. And she was like, I have an older sister. She was like, if I have a son, I'm going to name him Denzel. You guys are big Denzel fans. Well, I mean, Denzel's the man. I was telling my other friend that, like, I wish, I'm glad that she named me Denzel. At first, I didn't like it because it's like, oh, Denzel Washington. But when I'm thinking about it, like, Denzel Washington's a great dude. He's a good actor. Great dude, great actor. You never hear anything, like, anything bad about him. If my name was, like, Robert, like R. Kelly or something, that would be horrible. I don't even want to go there. Right. If my name was OJ, like OJ Simpson, that would be terrible. So, Ma, I appreciate Denzel. It could be much worse. It could be. It could be. Also, is I'm left-handed. So, like, I'll be writing something or I'll be signing a package for the mail. The mail person will look at me or the secretary, whoever, if I'm signing something. (gasps) Are you left-handed? Yes. Like, if you see me writing with this hand, my left hand, then I am left-handed. Yes. That the worst and oh wow you're left-handed uh you know my uncle is left-handed too you guys are like kind of a rare breed yes, i guess we are we're rare but i don't need to know about your uncle right i don't need to know about your cousin or your niece please i love y'all out there whomever y'all are in the service business my name is denzel named after denzel washington the answer is yes and i write with my left hand the answer is yes please for, for everyone's sake, stop asking me that. Um, the next one says, what horror story do you have from a job that you've previously had? Um, so I used to do like cater waitering. And the very first time I did it was for a Memorial Day like festival at the park. Um, this was all West Indian people. Still, let me just put that out there. And... I guess they did. This is see when you don't properly prepare for things. This is how there are issues. So um, there's like a buffet line. There's a VIP area and there's a buffet a buffet line. You the VIP area you serve them first and then the buffet line people just go after. But they kind of maybe didn't estimate how much food they really had. So all these people that paid to get in and paid for the food that's part of it. Mm-hmm they did not get any food and they were getting pissed off and they started throwing stuff at the staff i'm the staff um so that was a horror story definitely because people were so mad that they had been standing for so long and there was like no food left because vip pretty much got most of it so yeah and you know we both west indian we both got it in our blood but we know how they get very very upset especially because it was it was really because there were no there was no jerk chicken left that sounds very stereotypical but that is exactly what happened they had a short of the chicken and 
they were not having it. I would be upset too, to be honest. I mean, I would probably wouldn't throw anything, but I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. Mine is, I was, uh, what was it? I was uh, 16, no, 15. And I was working at Burger King for summer youth. This is when they, summer youth lets you work at a real spot. Oh, I was about to say, because summer youth, I only know they let you work at like camp or something. Exactly. I chose Burger King because I was like, I'm not really great with kids. So I'm not going to be, hey, get off of there. Like, I don't care. If you want to jump off the slide, that's your business. (laughs) So obviously I knew I was, so I see Burger King. I was like, all right, whatever, Burger King. I get there. They tell me my job is going to be maintenance. Wipe the tables off. You sweep the floor. You mop the floor. You take the trash out. You wash the trays. Cool. I do it at my own house. I've been I sweep mop, vacuum, clean the floor, clean the bathroom, everything. I do that at home. So that was easy for me. Where it goes crazy is toward the end of the camp, maybe two weeks left in it, they were like, All right, Denzel, uh, well, you pretty much have the maintenance thing mastered. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put you in the kitchen. We're gonna teach you how to make the food. Mm-hmm. So I'm like the f- I was like, you guys know this is just summer youth. Like, I'm not going to be full time. Like, after this is over, like, I, you don't need to teach me this. Like, you don't need to do this. And like, no, no, no. Everyone needs to learn. So they bring me back there to the area. And the person they have to train me speaks no English. Zero. So I here I am, little old Denzel, 15 years old, in a Burger King kitchen. On 86th Street and 3rd Avenue, I'll never forget, learning how to make Whoppers from a person who speaks no English. Did you mess up everyone's orders? Every single last burger looked like the nasty patty from SpongeBob. It was horrible. And I asked the manager, I said, well, you know, I don't speak Spanish, right? So shouldn't we just wait till we have another another person here so they could train me in English. People have to eat this food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, no, all you have to do is watch. All you have to do is watch. Thumb burgers. I knew what I was sending out definitely was not a standard Department of Health. Every sandwich was wrong. Every Whopper I made was wrong. Every Whopper Junior was wrong. I didn't know how to drop the fries. I almost burnt them. I didn't know how to put salt on them. I wasn't putting too much. I was putting too little. And they let you stay back there all day? All day all day as soon as lunch started because lunch in the fast food spot start early like 10 30 all day and i said whomever does fast food every time i go in i'm gonna be super respectful and nice because y'all work hard yeah they work hard in there you got to make all them burgers all them sandwiches in three minutes four minutes but they let you stay back there all day all day and I didn't make one thing right. I believe you because they mess up my order quite a lot. So I feel like. Listeners out there, if you visited Burger King on 86th Street and 3rd Avenue in July and August of 2008, I sincerely apologize to you um, because that was probably me back there who made that fucked up food. And they would not let me stop. So I apologize to anybody out there who had that at that time. 100%. That was the worst. Oh, and when I was working at the same Burger King, an old dude came in and peed on the floor and I had to clean it up. That's disgusting. That sounds so terrible. I'm so sorry for your experience. 
He came in. It was the old dude I had seen it pretty much because old people just like to sit in there and drink their coffee, read the newspaper. I seen this old dude almost every day that I was there. Right? Just a little old dude. He'll sit. He'll buy his little small coffee. He'll sit in the corner, read his newspaper, sit around for maybe half an hour and leave. Right? So he knew where the bathroom was. He knew where everything was. He went to the trash to throw out his coffee, his coffee cup. And... I had my back turned. I wasn't paying no attention to him. And somebody came and tapped me on the shoulder. They said, hey, um, no, I don't want to be, I'm going to interrupt, but um, I think the man over there is peeing by the trash cans. And I was like, huh? So I turn around. The guy is peeing. And they're like, so the manager comes out and they see, oh, okay, well, Denzel, clean that up. Mm-hmm. It's pee. I would have quit right after. Podcasting is definitely the way to go for me because no way. Shout out to the fast food workers out there, man. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the Starbucks workers, to the delivery drivers, to the people in food service, waiters, waitresses. Y'all got it hard, man. Y'all got it hard. I would much rather do a pot or do some nails than serve some niggas some food. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And the last question that I have here says, what is a current trend that you just don't understand? Oh my god, canceling. The cancel culture is very corny. Talk about it. It's just, I feel like, for one, no one ever truly gets canceled. Mm -hmm. So, there's that. And then, I feel like it's just a chance for people to be online bullies without any, like, consequences. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, it makes no sense to me. I mean, granted, there are definitely people, entertainers, public figures, or whatever, that are worthy of getting canceled, like, R. Kelly for sure but sometimes like for example you know the B. Simone situation I know of B. Simone she's the light skinned girl who's very loud right <laughs> Yeah. and she's always saying that someone's her boyfriend yeah okay that's as much as I know about her but kick it to well, me What's well like uh, I think it was a couple of months ago where the whole internet was just like trying to basically cut this girl's career because she made a statement on Nick Cannon's podcast. I think it's a podcast or it's a show. Yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah, where um she's describing the type of man she wants. He wants she wants him to be like an entrepreneur like herself who can't she says she he can't work a nine to five because he's not gonna understand her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like I understood where she was coming from. Maybe the way she said it rubbed people the wrong way because they nine to five workers took it all personal. Like, well, what's wrong with working a nine to five? And it's just like that wasn't her point when she said it. It was just like she wants someone who understands her day to day. So um, I think that it was corny of everybody to try and cancel her off of that one comment. Like. It wasn't that serious. You could just unfollow and no longer support. That's your business. But the whole canceling thing, like trying to take someone's career off of something small like that, um, makes no sense to me. Mm. So this girl, B. Simone, was saying, so Nick Cannon probably asked her, like, what kind of di- what kind of guys do you like dating? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I like the entrepreneur guy instead of the nine to five guy. And the whole Internet tried to get rid of her. Yes. Yeah, that's a little too much. That's a little extreme. Yeah. Okay. That is the trend that I, the current trend that I don't understand, but I'm a hypocrite. I'm a 100% hypocrite. I didn't understand the over the shoulder bag. I didn't either. I'm still not a fan. Okay, that's fine. Let me tell you why I'm a hypocrite because guys, I have one now. 
And that bag has changed my life. I got this bag maybe three months ago, four months ago, because I was on the Brooklyn Bridge. And I was taking a picture. I was taking a picture and I jumped up on the little bar that they have um, on the bar that they have to sit on. I was sitting on it. I wanted to look cool for my picture. And I sit on there and I'm wearing shorts because it's the summertime and my wallet fell out of my pocket. And I go I go home. I got to cancel all my cards. I had to hop the train to get home. And you hop the, tr- the the thing? Yeah. No, I'm not judging. It's yeah. just like I can't hop it. I just usually wait for like someone to open the door. Okay. I hopped over it. I wasn't waiting around. I hopped over the thing. I got on the train. And it took me back to my high school time. You just hopped the train just to do it, even though you had a student metro card. Kids were still hopping the bus. It was like, you have a card. Whatever. Um, I get home. I'm, I have to cancel all the cards. I have to file for a new ID and everything. The doorbell rings. Someone returned my wallet to me. Came all the way from Brooklyn to the Bronx, returned it to me. And they left before I could even thank them or give them any money. Very nice. So I said, damn, I need a bag. Like, I need a bag. I went to Nike, and the rest was history. But that was, I was thinking, like, why are all these guys wearing this? Like, fanny, you wearing a fanny pack over your shoulder? Like, that's whack. But no, I understand it. it and I can't. If I had to go somewhere, I would have to take the bag. I think guys just know what it's like to have a bag now. Because you can carry more stuff than what could fit in your pocket. That's true. But, I mean, no guy was really carrying around any type of bag unless it was a book bag or a briefcase. Right? That's true. It's probably, like, what? It's more lightweight than having to do that. Yeah. So, I get it. It's just when it's, like, high up, literally up to people's necks. I don't get that. That the look of it is a little weird to me, but So you would rather wear it wear it on the waist like a real fanny pack? Um no, I mean like I see some people wear it, but it's like at mid chest, not like some people literally have it like all the way up here like to their neck. Oh, like a looks, choker. Kind of. And that is confusing. Like I don't know why some people choose to wear it like that, but that's just my opinion. I know it's a very trendy yeah. style. Yeah. I I was in the same boat as you. I was in the, every dude who's wearing that is whack. What are you doing? I see the light. I, I so I apologize to the shoulder bag community, the male shoulder bag community, because that bag has changed my life one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So one quick topic that I want to talk about briefly before I let you go today is, um, Brianna brought this crazy article or this crazy passage to me from tumblr which is i'm not even hip to i never had tumblr she said she had it since she was 13 um i just want to read it to you um real quick because i was like damn i read this and i was like they dragged everybody on this so this is from a person on tumblr um this says uh, i read an article on dating as a millennial and gen z and it basically said that we're screwed because we ghost to end things we're hyper focused on sex actively try to show that we're not too interested our responses are too strategic we have too high expectations of people and become entitled we have a surplus of options and access we have become too comfortable being alone and that and that has become difficult to invite others into our lives we have normalized vague situationships and unclear intentions we're not accountable for the pain that we inflict on others 
this is fine for some people, but for others that acknowledge that human beings need authentic connection and that it is natural to want intimacy, this is going to lead people to this is going to lead people aging into loneliness and settling into misery if we don't do inner work and heal our perception of love collectively. That is that was super deep. Number one. And I'm reading the thing and I'm like, well, I've definitely ghosted. I've definitely had unclear intentions. I've definitely had situationships. I've definitely been hella comfortable alone. I do a podcast by myself. Like, and I'm like, damn, that's that's crazy. But now I will say, because I'm not proud of it, but I have ghosted people. Typically, it was like I'm getting serial killer vibes from you. Like, I feel like you will murder me. Or I don't even, damn, I don't even know how to say it. Hmm. I got to think about the right way to say it. I don't even like care for you enough to like even be like, you know what? I enjoyed going to so-and-so with you, but it ain't even happening. I'm just like, ah, whatever. I feel like it's, it's kind of okay. <laughs> but, but you see, no, it's not. It's not because... I, in my experience, obviously as a man, you've been, as a man, you've been ghosted before. I'm a man. I've been ghosted. I feel like it's not good because the person, the ghosty, if you will, doesn't know why, you know, like you just abruptly like left him alone. I mean, in my opinion, I, I, I agree. It's not right. It's just um, whenever I've ghosted somebody, it's just like, clearly there's no connection here there's no vibe we, i don't really need to tell you that there's no connection i'm pretty sure you feel it but then again maybe the person doesn't and they don't know and they're kind of left hanging like what happened so sorry to whoever i've ghosted man i hope i hope to god that i don't get no dms from brianna's exes yo please give me her number <laughs> no because you you making it sound like that is your only way of getting rid of people you don't like. It's too easy. I think that's the problem. I think that's very, um, it's like we're teaching each other how to be toxic, truthfully. Because I've done it a lot. I'm not proud of it now that I'm saying it out loud. But I've done it a lot. Because it's just easy. It's like I don't really feel interest anymore. And I don't really know how to say it. So might as well just not say anything and they'll pick up on it your face right now is making me feel really bad i'm shocked so all right let's just say without getting too crazy the last five people you've dealt with all five of them you ghosted no um if i'm really talking to somebody and then what is talking anyways but um (laughs) if i'm like if we're both have the same interest i'll probably tell you why i don't want to so you'll tell them anymore yeah most recently you'll tell them but you back in the day was like nah you're a dub and i don't owe you nothing no explanation yeah yes pretty much now if i said that as a man i would be killed i've seen i've seen i've seen a video like that too where it was the opposite where a girl was pissed off because a guy ghosted her and in my head i'm like 
maybe this is toxic. I don't like to call myself toxic. I don't feel like I am. But um, in my head, I'm just like, well, if he wasn't responding to you, you kind of get the hint. Like, this person's no longer interested and you just move on. But then maybe that's the issue is we're learning how to, like, quickly detach ourselves from these things. And it's kind of going against human nature a little bit. So I get it. Because even, like, think about our parents, right? Parents in general. When they went on dates... They met physically. They had if they wouldn't hear from each other if it wasn't from a landline phone or a pay phone. So if I say I'm going to see you at eight o'clock, there's no way for you to tell me instantly that you're not going to be there. So like our parents, like they kind of had it good, like without all the technology, because in theory, and I don't want to sound misogynist, but like you can shop for people. Instagram, like. You, yeah, you, that's you shopping. the time we live in. Like you shopping for, for a for a person. That's literally how dating apps work. Yeah, you swipe like, as if you're like, shopping. Like if I'm on Amazon, like I'm shopping. So, you know, it's it's different. I would say, if I could give you any advice, the ghost and you you can't do it no more. You can't. <laughs> I'm I'm trying not to. You can't because it's just like. You know what? We went here. We went to Olive Garden. I told you I didn't like Italian food. You still took me here. You know what? I think that I don't I don't want to see you anymore. Or you just got to find your own way to do it. Like some people make a joke out of it or some people, you know, whatever. But you can't just be like, all right, delete your number. Well, some of them I haven't even met yet. Because, you know, a lot of times like people talk online a lot before they meet in person right but i think as if it gets to the point where you meet the person even only one time that takes ghosting out let's make let's make ghosting rules okay if it's just you trying to get some rhythm via a dating app or on instagram that's fine you can stop talking to them whenever because it's over the internet you don't even know if i look like this for real (laughs) (laughs) but if you met the person at least one time no matter if the date was to McDonald's, which I would hope no one ever does. But even if that was it, I think you can't ghost anymore after that. One meetup, you can't ghost. Got it. One meetup. So if you meet up with this person, even if you go to the bodega and he that's the worst date you could think of, take you to the public park, you can't ghost after that. If you meet the person, you can't ghost. And if you get your number... And you guys are speaking, let's say, for three weeks. How do you feel about that? Three weeks with your actual phone number, not on Instagram, not on dating apps. He got your number. You felt comfortable enough to give him your number. You speaking infrequently or frequently with this person for three weeks straight. Mm -hmm. That get rid of all ghosting situations. How do you think about that? Or one meetup. One meetup or no, speaking with that, them for that, three weeks. That sounds fair. It's just like I've already done that where we sp- I've been speaking to someone for that long and then I just didn't respond, which sounds bad now that we're talking about it out loud because well, in my head. Let me ask you a question because this is good to talk to women about. What are some of the things that would say, would signal to you, man, I don't want to talk to this person no more? Because as a guy, obviously you've been ghosted before. I have. But it's like, damn, what did I do? What did I say? Maybe I said something that was inappropriate. What are things that you will get on your phone, somebody sends you, and you're like, I know you did not just say that to me. 
I'm never speaking to you again. What are some of the things to, as a guy, give game? What shouldn't be said? Or what are the things that, like, make you really, like, turned off? I can only speak specifically to me. Yeah. Um, if you're just talking about sex too fast, that's a turn off for sure. Okay. Um, one thing I've been coming into a lot, which I hate, is when people can't carry a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the worst. Like, we're grown. I feel like it's so easy just, you know... You can ask very simple, basic questions, and it leads into other questions. Um, and, yeah, pretty much those are my top two that will make me stop talking to somebody. So someone who's getting right to the business, first day, and someone who really can barely talk. Yeah, because a lot of times, guys, will just they don't know what to talk about. Because, you know what I think, too? I think that women, especially now in 21st century, the 2020 woman is, like, so developed and advanced like i don't i don't need you for nothing so like as a guy you coming in you're like well what can i give this person that she already doesn't have what do we even like you know because back in the 50s it's like all right i work at the ford factory i'll bring home a salary you stay at home take care of the kids i was just thinking about that not to be off topic but how the dynamic has Has changed changed. so as a guy naturally you should have confidence and whatever but it could be intimidating to say damn you know she got her own shit going on how do you you know finagle your way in now you should be able to i'm not saying that you shouldn't but it is a little different so you feel like you don't know what to talk to not me because i do an hour show once a week (laughs) <laughs> you know, not me. I could talk for. That's where my problem comes in. Is like when people hit you up online, they With nothing to say. Yeah, it's like, why are you? Why'd you even start this up? Like, why'd you do this? You don't have anything to talk about. You could have just left me alone. Now, is there a way that you can let that person know that they kind of fucking up? Is do you have any sarcastic? Because if I'm asking you how, but you know, you know, a lot of people don't pick up on sarcasm. You know that, right? Then that's a, a red flag to me. Like, if you can't pick up on sarcasm, then we shouldn't even talk, truthfully. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's say a guy says, W-Y-D. You tell him, I just got finished doing somebody's nails. And he's put K. Yeah, obviously, that's a dead end. A dead I, end. I, I will seriously stop talking or right Or LOL, that. right? With nothing else. Mm-hmm. How would you then suggest that these men step their shit up, their vocab game? How would you suggest that they, you know... I mean, I think it's just like back and forth. If I'm asking you how your day is, or better yet, yeah, if I'm asking you how your day is, you have the opportunity to ask me the same questions back. Like, to me, it's that simple. I know how to make conversation with people. So if I'm asking you questions and you don't know what to say, you could just ask it back. I think if you're not asking questions back, then you're probably just genuinely not interested and you're trying to get quick to some other stuff. That's just my thought process. So how would you then give a little breadcrumb to them to let them know, like, all right, you're losing my interest, bro. You're losing my interest. This is how ghosting happens, because that's what I'll do. I'll just, like, stop responding. So I see. I think that we need to find find a a, a little little go-to. We could write you a chart, a list, and we could say, all right, if the conversation starts trailing off, say this. So that way, because you might actually be throwing some good people away. You don't know. You never know. 
How many times have you heard stories of older people? Yeah, man, I didn't even like Johnny. And them and Johnny have been married for 50 years. So I think that we need to, you know, figure that out. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do, I feel like, as a generation. Because <laughs> it's, it's, that's the point. Like, it's just that easy. If I'm talking to someone and they're not catching my interests, on to the next person. Which isn't healthy, I guess. Right. So, like, there has to be some kind of... Uh, subtle thing that you can do to let them know like all right bro you ain't hit me up to say nothing like i don't even have pointers and i know that sounds bad but exactly what i said like if i feel like they're not contributing enough to the conversation i just let it go if you're gonna let it die then maybe i have not so much patience i don't know well, suggestions for all the eligible bachelors out there uh brianna has a very short leash so if you shoot and jump into them DMs, you better have a 50-question questionnaire ready at the ready so you can just copy and paste questions and get her to keep responding to you because it seems like even if you had a, if you had an off day, it's over for you. Is that Would that be accurate to say? I guess kind of. Because even, even if we're not talking and it's in person and they try, like, I feel like people don't know how to plan dates either. And that's also a problem. Like people just want to, you know, link up at each other's houses, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Do not ever suggest me to come over your house as a date, especially during right now. Right. That sounds fucking crazy. Um, that's another thing that will get someone. Ghosted. Okay. Yeah, the quick link. So. That's that's but that's rookie stuff. You never do that. You meet you. Get someone to respond to you, your message online, and like, and the first thing you say, "Hey, you want to pull up?" Like, this no, guy's a murderer. It's more like talking, and then when you talk about potentially linking up, it's like, "Oh, you could just come over my crib." And blah, blah, blah. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, fellas out there, people who want to catch Brianna's eye and her interest, when you come, you better come correct. Don't be getting, don't get fresh trying to, you know, trying to get your shit off. Don't get fresh because she'll ghost you and plan a place to go for you guys to go and have fun together. That'll bring you a lot of points with Brianna. Okay. Thank you. That's, that's our PSA moment. That's our PSA for today. (laughs) If you want Brianna to pay attention to you for more than five minutes, (laughs) have great things to say or great questions to ask, plan a real event. And don't get fresh. That's agreeable? Yeah. I think everyone should do it, though. Well, yeah. Advice for everyone. And last, we're going to have you reiterate your name. When we wrap it up here, we're going to have you reiterate your name and your creation name and the places that people can reach you. The whole spill, the full shameless plug, everywhere you are and how people can get in contact with you. Okay. You guys can find me on Instagram at nailedbybree. It's underscore nailed by Brie underscore, and that's nailed with an E-D. You can also find my booking site, nailedbybrie29.as.me. And I'm also located in Queens, uh, Springfield Gardens to be exact. So if you're in the Queens or Long Island area, that's probably where I'm most local to you guys. So yeah. Well, don't be discouraged from coming from the Bronx like I did. It's just a very long travel. It's a very long journey to get here. Um, and lastly, what we're going to do, we're going to have you fade out the pod with a great song. So what do you want to play for the good people to end the show with? Brown Sugar by Mostaf. All right. 
Once again, round of applause again for Brianna for coming on. Thank you so much. And before the NFL predictions, um, I just want to say uh, rest in peace, rest in power to Alex Trebek. I didn't have a chance or opportunity to do it last week. Um, but as it stands right now, uh, Alex Trebek passed away uh, at least two weeks ago. Um, and um, just want to say rest in peace to him because, you know, I grew up with Alex Trebek. Like I've, wa- I've been watching Jeopardy since I was a small, small, small child small child and man it's like you know you just grow up with someone your whole life and I still watch Jeopardy every day it's actually been pretty difficult to watch it now that he's that he has passed away and it's like man it's just like you know sometimes they just it's like you grow up with it like you know I didn't see Jeopardy change different sets the different champions but Alex was always there and I even um I even uh, answered a question on the pod. The question was, uh, who is one of the, uh, who is, in your opinion, one of the most slept on living legends in history? And I said Alex Trebek, because literally, you know who Alex Trebek is. Like, like you just know him. Like, there's entire generations of people who just know who that is. And, man, he's just such a solid dude. He was battling cancer for a long time. He finally succumbed to, to the cancer. And, um, man, it's just it was just really difficult. Like It's really difficult because it's just like, you know, obviously 2020 is not done. You know, there's a lot more things to deal with and everything like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's part of it. He had to go home. It was his time. So, but again, uh, rest in peace, man, to Alex Trebek. Gone but not forgotten. Super legend. In my opinion, also want to send out uh, rest in peace to King Von, rest in peace to Mo Three, um, prayers and love to uh, uh, Benny the Butcher who was shot in Houston, prayers and love to Lil Boosie who was also shot, and uh, man, I just hope that we can finish 2020 without losing any more great people. Honestly, honestly, like I just hope that the year can end finally. Got one more month and some change left. Before, and we don't lose any more fantastic people because we've already lost so much. We have already lost so much. So prayers and love, uh, prayers, love and condolences to all the victims, all the people affected by it. I know there's a lot of people out there who's very difficult to watch Jeopardy. It sure is for me. Sure is for my mom. Like, man. So rest in peace and prayers and love to and condolences to all the victims affected by these tragedies. And last on the docket, uh, we will get into our NFL predictions. Uh, man, it's I'm slipping. I'm slipping, man. I am slipping because, like, I'm not doing well with my picks. I think I was see. I think I was getting a little too big for my britches. I was having a few ten win weeks. I was having a uh, one. I had one eleven win week. And I think I was just too full of myself. I think I'm coming back down to earth now. Like, oh, you thought you was really the man with the picks? Like, you really not. Like, you you, <laughs> you full of it. So, my record from last week, week 10, I only went 7-7. Seven and seven. Not great. Not great. But, I mean, some of the games last week were absolutely wild. Like, that DeAndre Hopkins joint, bro, against Buffalo, that was nuts. That was nuts. Like, who, who, could, who could guess? 
that you know what I'm saying that would happen. And I really dropped the ball on the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens game, and I also dropped the ball on the Seattle Seahawks LA Rams game. So bad losses, some bad losses for me last week. <laughs> but we're gonna try to do better this week. I'm gonna just run through them real quick. Um, so this is Week 11's games. I got off on a better foot for Week 11. I got the Thursday night football game right. I predicted that Seattle would beat Arizona, and they did. But we're going to do the Sunday games. Uh, let's see what I can do for the record-wise record uh, when it comes to this week of games. So, first game, Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens again. I'm taking the Ravens again. They need to win. They need to. Or shit's going to change. I mean, they have a good record, but they have expectations, and that's a killer. It's, if it was any other year and you look at the Baltimore Ravens record and say, oh, wow, they're six and three in the division or they're six and three record wise. That's a good year. But because they have expectations and because Lamar Jackson was the MVP last season and because they fell so short in the first round, of the, in the second round of the playoffs last year, losing to Tennessee, who they're playing this week. People are like, oh, no, Baltimore don't get it done. It's like, nah, we've we got to do a whole bunch of other stuff. So I think that Baltimore really needs to win this game. They're the most desperate or one of the most desperate six and three football teams out there. So I think that they will win this game. Next game, Detroit Lions and the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions because I'm not sure whether or not Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. He was injured last week. Um, he had a knee issue. Uh, I believe a, a, a sprain or, or something like that to one of the like the MCL or something like that. Um, so I don't think he's going to play. And I know Christian McCaffrey's not going to play for the Carolina Panthers, even though they pretty much haven't had him all season. So I'll take the Detroit Lions to win that game. Next game, Philadelphia Eagles and the Cleveland Browns. Listen, man, Philadelphia, they lost to the Giants, bro. The Giants. I don't know what to say. I honestly don't. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, and he's a quarterback that I would love on my team. I don't know if this is just poor coaching, injuries, which and 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 Carson believing he has to play hero ball. But the Eagles are absolute dog shit right now. They're dog shit in that division, and they're still in first place. But Carson Wentz has not played well at all. Not played well at all. And I don't know. I. Cleveland ran the ball very well last week. Nick Chubb is back. He looks great. Along with Kareem Hunt. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns, man. I, I can't. I can't keep picking the Eagles. I can't. I can't. I got the Cleveland Browns. Next game, New England Patriots and the Houston Texans. Ooh, dang, that's kind of difficult, too. Because that's kind of difficult because Deshaun Watson is really very similar to Lamar Jackson. I think that Deshaun is a better thrower of the football, but they're very, very similar. And the Patriots were aided by inclement weather also. We have to say that. But the Patriots were able to win. I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know who's going to win this game. <laughs> um, Man. I'm a... I'm going to take the Houston Texans to win. I'll take the Texans to win. Fuck Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Still, and I'll take the Texans to win. Next game, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You already know the vibrations. Pittsburgh, we trying to go 10-0, and 0, baby. Let's go Steelers. You already know the vibes. You know I'm picking the Steelers. Next game, Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints lost Drew Brees last week. 
um, to a, cr a multiple cracked ribs and a collapsed lung. Very, very serious injury. Um, he was placed on IR. So the backup quarterbacks for the Saints is Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Now, Sean Payton, the coach of the Saints, said that they were going to start Taysom Hill against Atlanta. So I'm not certain about that. I thought it was a no-brainer that Jameis would get that. But they're giving it to Taysom Hill, and I do not understand that. And I don't know how that's going to go. It's probably going to be a whole bunch of Wildcat gadget type shit. Um, but with all that being said, I'm going to take the Falcons because I just don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, unless Sean Payton's running the okey-doke and saying, oh, we're going to start Taysom Hill. So then the teams do a film study and prepare for Taysom Hill and then have Taysom Hill run one play at the beginning of the game and then put Jamison. Like, I would not put that past him. I really wouldn't. But as it just just hearing that, that Taysom Hill is going to be the starter, it makes me want the Falcons. It makes me feel like the Falcons, I should say, is going to win this game. So I'm just going to take the Falcons off the strength. I'm just taking them off the strength. Um, next game, Cincinnati Bengals and the Washington football team. I'll take the Cincinnati Bengals to win that. I'll take Cincinnati. Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. I will take the Broncos. Uh, not the Broncos. I'm sorry. I will take the Miami Dolphins. They look really good. New York Jets and the Los Angeles Chargers. I will take the Chargers. Green Bay Packers and the Indianapolis Colts. I will take the Packers. Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. I will take the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to be a stomping. I think that Kansas City is going to put 45 on Vegas because Vegas beat Kansas City earlier in the season, and then they celebrated by driving their buses in a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. And Andy Reid, the coach of the Chiefs, was not happy about it. I think Kansas City is going to try to put up 45 to 50 on the Raiders next. Facts. And Monday Night Football is the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's going to be a really good game, actually. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. And to get a head start on Thursday Night Football, next week is the Thanksgiving slate of games. So week 12, there's going to be three Thursday games, and they're all going to be pretty good. Um, Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions. I will take the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. I will take the Washington football team. And this is going to be a great ender. Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. And you already know the vibes. It's Pittsburgh. Gang, gang. So, those are my picks for the week. Um, I'm going to try my best to do better with that record. Ooh, 7-7 seven and seven again. That was terrible. And again, I will say it and say it and say it. If you are a betting person out there, if you like to put a little, a few bones on some football games, that's cool. That's your business. But please do not bet with my picks. You see it by my record for the last few weeks. It's hit and miss. So if you're a betting person out there and you want to play some money down, if you use my picks, beware. And if you lose money, I will not help you recoup. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 41 of the Bronx Buys podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. I want to say thank you again to Brianna Russell for coming on the show. Much love. Many thanks for coming on. Um, I want to, again, say thank you to everyone who likes, subscribes, shares, supports, everyone who's active on the social media platforms. 
uh, and everyone out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way, along with the essential workers. Um, man, rest in peace to Alex Trebek, Gone But Not Forgotten, True Legend, rest in peace King Vaughn, rest in peace Mo3, love, condolences, prayers to all the victims, love, condolences, and prayers to Benny the Butcher and Lil Boosie, who were also shot. And let's just try and get through 2020 without losing any more great people. Be safe out there. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Uh, and I'm going to fade you out with Brianna Russell's choice, with Bree's choice. It is Brown Sugar by Most Def. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 41. We are out.